What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Dynasty Mafia podcast. I am your host, Antonio. With me, as always, Keenan and Eric. Happy Friday to you, fellas. What is going on? Not much, man. I'm ready for some football tomorrow. Big, big day if you're a fan of any of the teams playing tomorrow and Sunday, um, especially for us here in Buffalo. Um, I don't know about you guys. I'm starting to get nervous about that game, but that's a that's a we'll talk about that a little bit later. But uh, getting ready for the first win in 20 years. Let's go. Well, don't jinx it. Knock on wood, Eric. Knock on wood, baby. It's fake wood. Knock on wood. Yeah, keep knocking. It's gonna be it's gonna be a hell of a weekend. I don't know uh, about definitely... you guys. I'm not getting any sleep tonight. I'm like, it's like Christmas Eve for me, and it's like it's extra Christmas Eve this year because the Bills are in it, and the Bills are good. So. I'm pretty yeah, good. <laughs> yeah. it, feels, it feels different than last year because last year it was, you know, it was Allen's first second year and yeah. you know the team just wasn't there yet. So I mean, you know, I mean but yeah, the, I mean the, what they're doing this year is I, I know what you mean though. I, I'm definitely nervous because you know it's a playoff playoff game. You should always be nervous, but yeah. the way we, we've been playing, uh, I think we're gonna get it. Yeah, I think I think they win too. Two-score game, they win. Bye. Two-score game, it's good. It's going to be, yeah, we're, we're definitely going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about the offseason, the non, non-point scoring season, excuse me. Uh, I'm really excited for that. It's going to be a long eight months. we got a lot to dive into. Uh, but first, obviously, we have to get through the playoffs to do all that. But the latest the latest uh, ADP came out from Dynasty League Football, uh, courtesy Ryan McDowell at uh, Ryan MC. 23 uh so we're gonna run through that top 12 um we're gonna talk about uh, a few things uh what we like what we don't like who's too high who's too low we're gonna go through maybe some awards if we can a little maybe three or four from uh from the uh from the regular season and then uh gonna go over some dfs it's friday one of the things you look out look forward to when uh, there's no fantasy football anymore is going to be DFS, and we're going to talk about the six games uh, for the weekend. So, h- how'd the week go for you, fellas? The first week without really any fantasy at all. Uh, so, what do you, what did you do? How'd you prepare? Watch a lot. Prepare for what? For not having to deal with that, not being yeah. able to have, well, a, NBA, have a lineup set. NBA basketball and uh, college basketball. Took up took up a lot of my time this past week, so I'm I'm uh, starting to finally get back into NBA. I've been really been a fan of the NBA, and probably I don't know Antonio. When, when were we in chemistry class back in high school? <laughs> ten years has been a while. <laughs> it's been longer than ten years. It's been thirteen <laughs> years. All right, but it's been it, it, it's been that long since Steve Nash played for the Phoenix Suns. That's when yeah. That's when I was a huge NBA fan. Well, there's yeah. a lot, there's a lot of good stuff. I mean, we got our dynasty league for NBA. We just did our startup a couple weeks ago. I was uh, say I doing two more NBA, two more uh, fantasy NBA's uh, leagues. So you're in two of them. I'm in three now. I'm in the our dynasty and then two redrafts. So I'm gonna be forgetting the set lineups in a lot of leagues this year. I I forgot to. Man, I I don't know what to do. It's yeah, tough. It's nice it's- because you can you can you can uh, start your active players for the entire week. But the problem yeah. is. They won't automatically put your stars in, so yeah. you still have to go through and check. And if you if you like pick up a player, it resets it completely. So it's I, it, I've done that a few times. It's it's tough adjusting from having to edit your you know roster once or twice a week to editing it every day. Because yeah. Fantrack sends me an update at six thirty. I'm like, oh crap, I gotta set this before seven o'clock. Or dude, I know. suck at that. It, I suck it, at that. I'm, yeah, I I don't know if you guys are having issues too, like starting people, because there's games, there's days where I have, you know, ten players available to play, and I we can only start what like seven or whatever it is. I have yeah. like three three players on the bench, and then I look the next day, I have two players playing all day. I'm like, all right, well, why couldn't the schedule work out where those where I had three players played the next day? But I don't know, it's it's a it's a different. You go through everybody's schedule before the draft, bro. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> if only, if only I had that kind of time. Yeah, yeah. You know, triplets is not enough. You have all the time on your hands. What are you talking Listen, about? With all, with all fantasy leagues that you, Antonio, and I are in, we need like an assistant at this point. 
for real. I don't know. <laughs> because you know how many times people have texted me asking for a trade, and I'm like, oh, I'll answer that, you know, 20 minutes from now. I'll look at it four days later. I'm like, hey, uh, you still want to trade Tyreek Hill to me? And um, our buddy Clint almost traded me Tyreek Hill for, uh, oh, man, Arizona's running back. Not Drake. Drake, yeah. And, uh, hey. and, you know, texted him a couple days later. I'm like, hey, you want to do this trade now? And he goes, nope. After, you know, Drake sucked and Tyreek Hill blew up. So, yeah, definitely looking for an assistant. So, indeed.com, look at, fill in an application, send it out. Send it out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right, man. Let's get talking. Let's get talking here about uh, non point scoring season. What is what's one rule? What's one rule that you kind of go by uh, during during this time uh, that you got to make sure you stick to? Uh, like I said, it's a long six to eight months. What's what's a principle that maybe you go by uh, during this process? I try to get organized. I uh, when it comes to fantasy, I know Eric and and, and you, Antonio, made a few trades already. Um, I and you guys reach out to me, and I always tell you guys I like to wait for the. You know the off season to play out before I make any crazy moves, but I like to. I have Excel sheets with my rosters and the draft picks, and I try to you know, you know, I look at everyone's roster and and take notes and stuff. It's pretty much getting organized and making sure my needs for each team um, that I address them as the off season plays out. So when you're looking at some of those teams, and you're obviously probably. I mean, I wouldn't say obviously, but are you rebuilding maybe in some, or you're a contender in another? Uh, how how are you treating those teams? Obviously, they're two polar opposites. So, would you be as a contender? Are you trying to just keep building and stacking your players? Are you selling your picks? Uh, are you holding your picks till you get closer to the draft? Like, what's that process? I hold. I hold. I hold my picks, Antonio. You know, the yeah. value the value of those draft picks increases. You know, you know, we we made a trade last year. Um, I think you and I talked from February to our July draft about the second overall pick where uh, JT was taken and I wouldn't budge. I wouldn't budge. I'm like, Antonio, I want that number two pick. If you want, you know, whatever, whatever the trade was. And you ended up finally, you know, breaking and giving me that number two pick. But I don't know if I call it breaking. We worked out for both of us. Yeah, it definitely did. Yeah, I got, I got, what is it? I got six and eight. Yeah. And you got 102, and I think a third, maybe. Well, Jonathan Taylor for CD Lamb and Justin Jefferson. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I I have Tyreek Hill and, and Michael Thomas on my roster, so I didn't need those wide receivers. Yeah. Where I, I wanted to, I wanted those running backs. So I kept I kept those picks until the last second. I think you actually drafted JT, and then as the picks got closer to me, you tra- you traded me JT yeah, for those yeah, picks because because Sav wanted him too. So I was yeah. like, no, that the best option at that moment was picking yeah. JT, and that's something you have to. That's something that as a GM you can utilize heavily, uh, especially this year because most drafts, a lot of drafts, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to go a little higher than he should be uh, in the first round. He, he's going to go there. Uh, it's a one quarterback league. The one quarterback isn't valued as much, especially when you have something like a super flex where you can play a quarterback in another flex uh, in that flex spot. Super flex, Trevor Lawrence is the one on one. 100%. 100%. 100%. You can't, you can't, can't pick anybody else. He, well, I mean, one. we're getting there. We got to see what the draft unfolds. I mean, it's it's going to get close. Just I'm not going to say 100%. Justin Fields, is, Justin Fields is definitely. But fantasy wise, fantasy wise, would you rather have Trevor Lawrence on the Jags or Fields on the Jets? Like well, Trevor, go- do you think the Jets would even pick a quarterback? Whichever one goes to the Jags, I'm taking. If it, if, 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 they, if they say I want Fields over Lawrence, the Jags, I'm taking Fields at 1 1 in a super flex. I don't yeah. care where Lawrence goes. You're gonna see the, J- the Jags have some weapons. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what, like Chark's Chark's value has already gone up. Chenault's value has already gone up. Like their their seasons are almost being overlooked already, just because of what's about to happen. Which I mean, it makes sense. You're obviously going to improve the quarterback position, the most important position, arguably in any sport. So that's going to be very helpful. And when you've had Chark, who's had a thousand yard season, you have Chenault, who did, uh, you know, over 800, 800 total yards. And you have James Robinson, who you just found. I mean, we're not going to talk about these guys probably today, uh, but that top twelve is is really showing the impact that rookies have have gone and have they've brought. Um, we're going to talk about 
oh, geez, I'm counting right now. We're going to talk about three rookies in the top 12. I mean, so it's going to be sophomores, of course. Uh, but why don't we actually talk about Eric's uh, guiding principle for the uh, non-point scoring season real quick. What do you have for us, Eric? Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's kind of similar, but a little bit different than Keenan's. Like, you got to wait for certain things. Like, play, play it right. Like, right now, you want to buy low on certain players that are buy lows. Like, Michael Thomas, I think, is the ult- is one of the ultimate buy lows right now. Um, and, and do that, but Don't I like – don't text me about Michael Thomas. You, you like to wait until the NFL draft to make big moves, but I I kind of like to wait until at least free agency because I think that because, you know, I, I, for me, free agency, because I want to know where all these quarterbacks, because there's a pretty good quarterback class coming in. Um, not, well, class for rookies as well as uh, free agency. Um, so I, I, I'm going to be interested. I, I'm going to wait for some certain moves to for free agency, but – also, right now, make sure you're buying low on, on players too. That that moves really well into to my uh, my guiding principle. It's exactly near that is timing the market. You know, uh, you know how I love my stocks, uh, but players are essentially a stock. That is what they they are. David Montgomery, great example. Before the season, I mean, he was almost written off by a lot of people. And then he comes in and still is written off in the beginning of the year. Obviously, he wasn't performing, you know, overly well uh, comparatively, but the expectations weren't high. Second half of the season, the expectations were set a little higher with the schedule that uh, he was going to face, and he overperformed. And now look at him. Uh, he finished like fourth, third overall, I believe, in PPR. Uh, so, I mean, you got players like that that now you're going to have to pay a hefty premium for that a month and a half ago. You you would have gotten probably for, for a mid-second. Now, he, he – there are people that probably wouldn't even sell him for for a late first. Who? Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name. David Montgomery. Yeah, no, no, hang on to him. So, up? So you you agree that you know obviously their quarterback position probably has to improve. Um, I so, mean, does it for for Montgomery? Does it? Come on, what are you, Trubiskin? Does I mean, does it really though? Look at the year he put up. Look I just because who are they? Who are they going to draft? They're not going to get one of the top three three quarterbacks. I mean, who? I mean, three we got to we got to dive a little bit more into the into these rookies. But I, Carson Wentz, they're yeah. I mean, it, that, I mean that's it, true. I did just it, say if yeah. they're go for if they're going to go for a free hey, agent. Hey, I definitely hey, agree with you there. Hey, I guess it depends. Why, why don't you come over? Why don't you come over to Chicago and Nick Foles can be your backup. Let's see how that works out. Yeah, oh, yeah. We, already, we already know how that worked out. Wentz ain't going there. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we're, can they cut fulls after this season? I haven't even looked at his contract. I think. Let's see. Oh, Blake, what's going on? Blake. Blake, my man. Yeah, if up, uh, man? In, case, in case you haven't caught us, we are actually live for the first time on Twitter. Uh, going through Periscope, so – uh, likes to have some fans like like Blake showing up for us. Um, so my man sure. a t-shirt. We gotta give my man a t-shirt. My man, <laughs> Dude, my man is a Blake. loyal fan. He's a uh, loyal fan. A t-shirt forever ago, and you know, I I can't say I blame myself. My, you know, my yeah. wife's been doing great. She's she's got to get get into get get on her t-shirt game right now. So I, but I blame myself. Um, no, but uh, yeah, please. So, anyways, speaking of, you know, make sure to like like subscribe. Uh, share on our YouTube. Uh, make sure you're sharing us through uh, twi- uh, Twitter. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at Dynasty Mafia underscore FF. Uh, make sure you're following us. You can see us right over here, right in that screen. So you can catch our handles. Um, so let's let's dive into let's dive into the top twelve here, guys uh, of the ADP. So like I said, courtesy of Dynasty League Football. Back to Nick Foles. Oh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a seven oh, million dollar cap. Right. Seven Blake, million dollar Blake, cap. Oh yeah, no, Nick Foles is easily to yeah. to be dropped. So yeah. I mean, I, I sorry, I did forget to mention that. So that's why I kind of do see an opportunity. I mean, they're attractive. We're going to see what their defense is going to be able to do this weekend uh, against New Orleans. I really think we're going to be able to do that. Uh, so and we're going to talk about that. Is Robinson going to resign there? Man, let, you know, probably. Yeah. They probably will have to. I think I think they mended that uh, from earlier this season. Okay. So 
All right, that's top 12. Uh, like I said, courtesy of Ryan McDowell over at Ryan MC23 uh, from DLF Dynasty League Football. So really interesting how that came up. Uh, it starts off with four running backs. Uh, CMC, still number one. I was kind of surprised from that. I'm going to be honest with you. Who cool. would you have number one? I honestly, I thought Kamara would have been number one. I just thought with recency bias, that probably was going to take over because CMC obviously didn't play the, what, 14 games. I mean, Eric, I know. Give, still, give him the stat you gave me earlier. I, I know he was still the number one in, in points per game. By I understand. A By a mile. I get that. But Kamara set the record in his last game. Kamara had a lot of points in the last four to five weeks. Uh, obviously, Taysom Hill has probably scared some people, but not enough because he's number two. So it sounds like the two of you are consensus on the CMC being number one. I am. Yeah. And uh, I agree with two, three, four, and I don't I don't agree with five. Interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and set them up over here. So why don't you go and list them off for me, Keen in the top five? Um, so I got he's got McCaffrey, Kamara, uh, Jonathan Taylor, Barkley, and then DK at uh, five. I, if you if you switched at if you bumped the next three wide receivers, I would uh, agree with this. Next four wide receivers, I would agree with this. Well, th this is a is it his top twelve or is DLF ADP? You said right? Yeah, it's on. It's on. It, yeah, it's, on, it's it, not it, on DLF ADP yet. You have to look. You have to go onto Ryan's Twitter to see it right now. He's got the first two rounds. It's six uh six guys that uh or six people that. Also, okay, and they average those drafts to create the top uh 24, or they wound up doing so many so many rounds, but at least what he's posted so far, I believe. Okay, cool. I'd rather have four wide receivers that were drafted after him over DK right now. Well, you know where I was, I have him fifth. Um, yeah, but that's yeah, that's just a little high for me, you know. I, you guys saw the, the tweet that I posted, uh, where he had. Only one game in the first eight games had one game over under 93 yards. Uh, he, he was fantastic, was great, had eight touchdowns. And then the last eight games had only two touchdowns and had only one game over 93 yards. That inconsistency, it's it's coming. So Wilson, it is scary, especially it's going to be scary when you have uh, when you have somebody like DK going as the overall wide receiver one right now. I know that we've been talking about it for a while, but. I don't know. We, you know, talk about that for a question, second. Uh, question for you, Tyreek Hill. Question for you before we move on from DK. You said how inconsistent he was in the second half of the season. Lockett was inconsistent as well. 100%. So now, now who's to blame there? Is it is DK and Lockett taking away from each other, or is it Russell Wilson, or is it offensive coordinator, or is it just the offense that that Seattle's running over there? I think it was the offense as a whole. I mean, because it's not like they were they were totally running the ball the whole time either, right? I mean, we saw the we saw Hyde have some opportunities where he stepped up when Carson was out, but just Russell Wilson in general wasn't throwing. He was throwing the ball a lot. What'd you say? Russ wasn't cooking. Yeah, he, he just wasn't cooking. Yeah, I mean, their defense has stepped up though. That's the thing. Like that's what's been struggling with me at least is that their defense has stepped up. And they haven't been allowing passing touchdowns, and they've been winning their games, obviously, to to get to the seed that they're at. But I'm not really sure what happened, why it's been an every other week thing. I mean, we saw Lockett have 158.3 uh, passer rating whenever he was targeted by Russell Wilson. So uh, I really don't see fully so far. I'm excited to see in the offseason at least maybe dive in to figure that part out. But that's why I can't have DK number one right now. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So who I'm do sorry. you – Eric, who do you have at number one wide receiver? Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I Antonio. got Tyreek, and then I have Devonta Adams at two, actually. Antonio? Um, my number one? Yeah. Devonta Adams. Yeah. There um, we go. I'm uh. Oh, nice. Wow. <laughs> Antonio's losing, winning on the fly. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I think I think Hill and, and Adams, you know, are so flip a coin, flip a coin type of for for yeah, five. Yeah. Adams has to be Adams is my number one, and then Hill is second, and then Jefferson's third, and then I have um, Brown and then DK. So yeah. th that's where my five goes right now. But 
but like I said, he, he does. I don't care about Adam's age. I don't care. He's going to be 29. I'm really not worried about that. We just saw what Aaron Rodgers did. He's there for another two years. That contract is, it's, it's not untradeable. If somebody wants to trade for Aaron Rodgers, that's fine. But I don't see him going to a place where he's not going to do really well also, but they're going to replace that quarterback position if for some reason he goes away. But again, it doesn't worry me. That's I'm not worried didn't about they, Adams. Didn't they draft a quarterback? Yeah, they got they got love over there, Jordan Love. But uh, he's not going to do what Jalen Hurts just did. He's not going to be able to replace. You know, I think they saw the writing on the wall with Carson once. Philly kind of knew that. Um, but but again, uh, Devontae Adams. We don't even need to talk about him anymore. But the next before that, real quick, though, I want to I want to get to number three. Jonathan Taylor that we kind of passed over because Jonathan Taylor at number three is, I don't want to say obnoxious to me because I know Eric, you, you're in love with this, but it's very obnoxious to me. I When Which we did, our, when we did our top 12 a couple of weeks ago, I, I had Jonathan Taylor at number three, didn't I? Or no, he was my note. We did our top running backs. I believe he was yeah. my number three running back, but yeah, top three overall. Cause I had five running backs from the top five. It's the, it's just tough. I it's tough for me to put him at three. I mean, I understand, you know, this is dynasty mock draft that they're doing. I just don't know what the quarterback situation is going to be there. Um, and and is he still – you can't take away what he did in the beginning of the season when he struggled. Because if we're going to give – if we're going to give DK Metcalf all this, you know, all this glory where, where these guys have him at number one wide receiver – and then we're going to give him crap because he had a bad end to the year. We can't forget about Jonathan Taylor's start to the year where he struggled. I he didn't put up he didn't pull up put sixteen great games together. And do I want him at three? No, I'd rather have Barkley. But can I if he's at six? Yeah, I'll take J, JT. I think I think three is a little high for him. It, it's my problem. My my big problem with the fact that JT is at three is. Is he gonna go any lower from here? I feel like, as far as like month to month, they'll update the ADP. But is he gonna go any lower than three? Like, can you see Barkley jumping him? What's gonna make Barkley jump him? He's coming back from a torn ACL. Now you have DK at five. What's what's gonna make DK jump him? You know what uh, I mean? Like, videos of Barkley working out might might uh yeah, it's Barkley's, but it, it I could. I, it just it. You're literally drafting him at a ceiling. You're already doing that. You're expecting him at least the next two to three years because you know I know majority of us kind of view dynasty two to three years out. You're looking at that over the next three years that he's going to be a top three running back, and I can I can say with certainty I, I don't feel like that. I, I don't feel like he's going to be yeah. that. My biggest fear is he was a senior in college. And what's Yes, no, no. What'd you say? I think kind of sorry. he was a senior, right, in college last year. He played college ball as a senior. Oh yeah, yes he did. Yes he yeah. did. Okay. My biggest fear is is this his ceiling? Is he ever gonna get any better than his wow. than his rookie campaign? I mean, I love oh. that ceiling. I'm gonna be honest. That's Derrick Henry's ceiling oh. plus catches. <laughs> but so but now but now we have him at three already. Yeah, but you're right. If, if he doesn't if if this is his ceiling in two years from now. He's still at the ceiling. You're going to be disappointed. Yeah, that that question shouldn't be there. You're right, especially being. I mean, he's drafted over someone like, you know, Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry. Yeah. Like, do you think the next um, two years, who's going to be better, JT or Derrick Henry? Jonathan Taylor. So, but also you got to think he finished seventh this year in fantasy, and he wasn't even getting the work for all those games. And also, he only played three years in college. His junior. Okay. Yeah. And he had over six thousand yards and was fifth all time for points per game for oh. yards for yards per game. No one's taking taking the fact away that he was good in college, and he's he's a good he's good in NFL too. I just he's yeah he's yeah. great. Yeah, I just I'd rather have honestly, I probably draft Devin Cook over him right now in a, in a startup. Yeah, because like who's going to be the quarterback next year? Like, I mean, we, we want to all say it's like Indy's an attractive place, so we have to think it's going to get better. But if the quarterback improves, I know Rivers was throwing the ball a lot, but when Rivers was throwing the ball a lot, they obviously weren't able to run it as much. Like uh, Taylor had the most career attempts he's had with 30 last week. So that was his, that was his career high. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Who um, they played the Jags, the worst rushing defense in the league. So, so that well, was a good 
Yeah. I mean, he had a, he had a lot of yards, obviously career high yards, but just the showing that they're going to give him the ball. I'm intrigued at what they're going to do with Buffalo. Like, they, how much how much they're going to give him the ball? Are they going to lean on him at all? So, speaking of Delvin Cook, comparatively with with JT, Delvin Cook's down at seven, right beneath Delvin Cook is Blake's boy. Is he still on? The Andre yeah. Swift. That was the, the the most shocking thing to me on this list. Like DeAndre Swift showing up at number eight, especially over Justin Jefferson. Like, what are you seeing? Who like what are we seeing right now? Is it the fact that Matt Patricia was fired? Like, what do you think? Yeah, it has to be. I mean... But that's that's also another question then. There's more questions in Detroit than there is in Indy right now. And I was very surprised by this one. Yeah, me too. Me too. I mean, we don't. You don't know if Stafford's going to be there. You don't know who the coach is going to be there. Are they going to bring an offensive mind court coach to help? You know that offense. Are they going to draft a rookie quarterback? I, is if they do draft a rookie quarterback, they trade Stafford. Is Swift going to have a good year next year? It's just a lot of questions. And I. I mean, I. I respect the pick at eight. Do I agree with it? No. He like you like you said secretly had ten touchdowns. I mean that that to me was really he had a lot of drop the one. I mean he had a couple of drops. Um, it's extremely encouraging what he was able to do. So yes, there was a bunch of excitement, but I mean we have to remember Kerryon Johnson. Uh, he obviously didn't show this much promise, but we have to remember it was a similar situation. Kerryon Johnson came in. You know, we thought they'd get the ball a little bit more, and, and, and it didn't happen. And then they got another coach, and then we thought, oh, maybe he'll get the ball a little bit more, and then they draft DeAndre Swift. So hopefully the new staff comes in. They're not foolish. They understand how great DeAndre Swift is because he is great. I loved him as a runner. Uh, I actually had him as my second best runner when he was coming out uh, before we got a little deeper into, uh, like, you know, July and August. You know, that's when I put JT over him. But I loved his running style. I love what he was able to do, and I love the landing spot. So I'm hoping it does that. Yeah, I see all right. that. Sorry, right, I'm looking something up. It's all right. How about we move then to Justin Jefferson, number nine, my love. Um, all right, we'll give you the next half hour. Go I ahead. Noticed, I, just, I just noticed. I just noticed that I put uh, Adams as number three, and I mixed up uh, the top twelve here, so I'll have to fix it. Um, so why don't we do that? Why don't you talk about Justin Jefferson, Eric? Yeah, I mean, this was. I was a little bit. Shocked about this one. I mean, I did a couple mocks and saw he was going in the second round, but nine is a bit tough. How many? How it's not up there anymore. But how many? Uh, what wide receivers were ahead of him? Adams is that's BK Adams. That's it. Yeah, he was that's three. It. Number three. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. love him. I mean, he he's a great talent. Obviously, he's going to be great for a while. He's super young, but yeah, going higher than go that high. I, I just. Being drafted higher than Diggs, Hopkins, and Ridley. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't blame anyone that does it. It's just what are they going to do at quarterback after Kirk Cousins? Are they going to keep Kirk Cousins around even longer? Um, you know, he, I heard in a game, one of the games one time, you know, he was he was yelling at Kirk Cousins. He said, he said a bad word, didn't he? Go ahead. Why don't you tell us? What did he say, Eric? What was the bad word? He, he he swore. He said he swore. He said he said throw that f effing ball. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Throw that fucking ball, Kirk. Yeah, there it is. He was pissed. Yeah. I mean, but a rookie. You see a rookie saying that to a a, a veteran quarterback. Like, yeah. is is that meaning? Was that more respect on Justin Jefferson, or was that disrespect on Kirk Cousins? I don't know. I mean, the fact that he was just letting him get into him like that. But uh, yeah, Justin Jefferson's ahead of AJ Brown, ahead of Tyreek Hill. Ahead of Derrick Henry as we're seeing that. So ahead of A.J. Brown and Tyreek Hill, I agree with it. You know, I, I had him of above. Well, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I agree with him above A.J. Brown. We know. I do have Tyreek Hill above him still. But, I mean, I agree with him above A.J. Brown because he had a better season this year than A.J. Brown. He had a better season this year than what A.J. Brown did last year. So I don't understand why we wouldn't. Uh, I think yeah. he's going to I think he's gonna start pulling more targets from Adam Thielen. He started doing that the last five games. Thielen's still going to be Kirk Cousins' favorite if he's still there in the red zone. But, man, it's just so he tough did, to pass. He he had more targets than, than – It's Thielen. tough. It's just over Tyreek Hill, though. I just 
I can't, I can't right. imagine doing that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't put him over Tyreek yet. Like I said, Tyreek's my second. Uh, you know, tied to Mahomes. He was on pace with Devontae Adams' touchdown rate nearly. Like, you know, if you're chasing Adams right now with a touchdown rate, that's amazing. Then you're tied to Patrick Mahomes. Uh, we obviously know what he can do. So I, I can't believe he's fifth. Like, that's where age has to be playing a factor. But you're not paying attention because he's tied to Mahomes. He's only 27. Like, that is uh, – I've been getting really, I guess, annoyed with how we keep – Somehow, as a community, we keep uh, de-aging players. Like the older you get, uh, like it was what twenty-nine now with wide receivers, thirty put you over the hump. Now we're down to twenty-eight. Like Devonte Adams, some people are getting. I've already seen Devonte Adams getting sent over, and it's just—it's not making sense to me. Tyreek's going to be twenty-seven. He's twenty-six still. Like, yeah. wh- why? Why is he fifth? I'm thirty-one. Around thirty-one years old is when I started worrying about age. Yeah, like Julio, Julio, we obviously are seeing act, injury finally plague him. You know, he, he's battled his whole career and been able to play through it. It finally hit him. Kelvin really was able to step up. But he was 31. That's still four four more years for Tyreek Hill. Yeah. So, I don't know. I love Justin Jefferson very much, but I have no idea who his quarterback could be next year. If it's Kirk Cousins and he still loves him, that's great. But they don't throw that ball more than 500 times. They just don't. They just don't. Yeah. So – all right, that was enough about Jefferson. We've talked a little bit about A.J. Brown. I just think we all disagree, obviously, with Brown being ahead of Hill. Um, but what what about Derrick Henry, though? So Derrick Henry coming in here being the seventh running back, uh, you know, does it make sense to you that he's the seventh running back? You know, he's going to be 27 years old, uh, coming off a near 400-touch season. To be higher. Obviously an amazing – another amazing season from him. It's definitely understandable. You got – you got one, maybe two elite seasons left, so I, I get it. I mean, if you're content, I mean, oh, yeah, this is a startup, so I mean, not really. But um, if I'm a contender, I'm paying that price, I guess, if, if this isn't a, a startup drive. You're not drafting him. You're just talking about his value. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's just right. For Dynasty, the thing that scares me with him is – the receptions, the lack of receptions. Um, where I mean, I guess you know, if you draft them in a redraft league, you're if he gets you that two thousand yards, all right, cool. You know, if not, if not, you're not stuck with him. You know, where in a dynasty league, if he does, if he doesn't get you that two thousand yards, then your his value is just going to decrease because he's not going to get those receptions that you would see a Kamara or a Cook or Aaron Jones, or Jonathan Taylor, or James Robinson get. Yeah, I mean, he got he got more targets this season, which was uh, a bit encouraging, but obviously not as much as, as we'd be hoping for for a top five back. 31 um, targets, 19 receptions. Yeah. I mean, 18 receptions last year, one more target, or one more catch than last year, so not crazy, but can he keep it up another two years? That's the big but, question. But that's, that's the problem with Dynasty, though. If you're if you're hoping that he has another two good years, you're counting. You're you're putting all your coins, all your money on him on his rushing ability. That's it. Where, where if you know if a player struggles on the ground but is able to you know get a couple receptions every game, it kind of it kind of balances out. That's, That's true, but it's kind of like 378, 378. It's kinda, but it's it's kind it's kind of like what happened with Barkley this past year. You know. Before he got injured, we, we talked about, oh, the, the line is so bad, the line is so bad. But I'm like, what? he's going to get five to six, seven receptions a game, hopefully, or targets, and then he's going to turn turn those into yards. That's why I was like, all right, he'll be fine, he'll be fine, he'll be fine, where if Derrick Henry struggles on the ground, he's not going to get those receptions. Yeah, I think next year he's going to have another fantastic year, but I do yeah. think – he is somebody that can potentially have another two years, maybe even still have a decent third year, simply because of the fact he didn't get all those touches in the beginning of his career. Yeah. I'm not saying he's not going to. Let's be clear. I'm just saying I rather. No, he's great. Have, I rather. I honestly, if I'm looking at this, I rather have Aaron James Robinson over him right now. Age and receptions um, has Robinson has is working for Robinson. Now, would you be in the startup? Would you say that, or would you draft Henry and then you obviously maybe try to make that trade later? I would take Robinson in a startup over 
over Derrick Henry right now. Yes. That's hot. That's hot. I'm not how, there. How old is Aaron Jones? Actually, how old he's is gonna, Aaron Jones? He's, he's, he's 25. Why does Aaron Jones matter? He's a he's a free agent. I'm I'm just I was gonna right. say I'd rather, I'd rather take Aaron Jones too in a startup dynasty over him, but he's a free agent. I don't know if he's gonna be in Green Bay next year. Aaron Jones was tied for 25th on ADP with Antonio Gibson. So would you rather have Aaron Jones or Antonio Gibson? Gibson, probably Gibson, but I don't know. I, I think I'd want to go Gibson as well. I would definitely go Gibson. Like I think it's four years younger. But uh yeah, no, it was Dobbins, no. Chubb, no. Diggs. Diggs got some respect though. I was actually happy with that. The sixth wide receiver, I didn't think he'd be that high. I have him as my fourth, but I didn't think he'd be that high. Yeah. Actually, huh. I think I'm lying to you. I'm I have to see what I today. Oh, he's my seventh today. Depends on Josh what I'm depends on what I feel that day. I'm looking at looking at the receptions for running backs, and Josh Jacobs got 45 targets, which is yeah, he did. It was promising. It was nice. And, it, and then they they, but a lot of it was in the like the first eight games too, like the last eight games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it was uh, some of the targets just started going down. They were using them more on the ground, but it, yeah. it's like I don't know why they they think it didn't work. That man needs to keep getting the ball. Um, mm-hmm. He's great, but he wasn't he wasn't in the top. Uh, would you have top, would, he was 18th? He was sixth. Six would, you second have, round. would you rather have him or Elliott right now? I'd rather have Jacobs. Jacobs, to me, is a younger version of, of Zeke mm-hmm. pre this season because this season Zeke started to get in a hell of a lot of catches, a hell of a lot of targets in the first five games. 71 targets. Yeah. And and if Jacobs can start getting that, he already gets the 20-plus touches. He's, he's, he's almost guaranteed for 300 touches. Uh, every season, and you can almost give him a 350 if he starts getting the catches. Um, so I found that pretty interesting. I found it interesting that CD Lamb is right after Diggs and right above Ridley. I was surprised he was above DeAndre Hopkins. I understand he's younger, but a lot of uncertainty coming out of the offseason. So we'll dive deeper into that later. I think what we're going to do right now is uh, we're going to switch it over to talking about the playoffs. Uh, we're going to talk about the six games here. Just run through them really quick. Um, kind of talk about what we think and uh, maybe some wrap it up into our DFS lineups too. So how about, uh, how about Eric? Why don't you, why don't you start talking? We got the bills and the Colts tomorrow. Uh, that's the first game starting at one Oh five. How do you think this matchup is going to work out? I, I think the, the bills are going to, you know, put the pressure on them early. Yeah, as we saw last game, you know, I they just kept putting the points up. I was surprised, you know, that we, we talked about uh Dibble all the time and uh Dable all the time, and you know, last year he wasn't doing that when we were up in games, he would just run the ball and kick field goals. But this year, they've been they've been scoring touchdowns even when they're up, and and you know, he he's good at creating play, he's good at uh scripting plays and and you know, the Bills are always usually typically really good in the first half. So I think they're going to lay it on them and and make make the Colts play from behind. Uh, what What's the what's the uh, spread in this one? It was Six minus and a half spread. left I saw Bills favor. Yeah. If I saw correctly, too, it was the first game that Indianapolis was an underdog. All season? I think it was all season, yeah. Really? They were. They were they weren't underdogs against the Packers. Probably at the time, no. They they had a they had the easiest schedule in the NFL. Don't remember from the beginning of the year. So and they never really. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure that's what I saw, but I thought that was pretty interesting. But uh, I agree with you. Eric. I think the Bills are going to get up really quick. Um, I think that uh, Indianapolis Frank Reich is coming back to Buffalo, uh, where he had uh, you know the greatest comeback. Um, so I, I think that, uh, I think he's going to want to try to run the ball and control the game and the bills aren't going to let them do that. They're going to force Phillip rivers to throw the ball, which is why they're going to get up early. I think Allen Dick's connection is going to go well. Uh, they did just sign Kenny stills, uh, but it doesn't sound like he's going to play. So Isaiah McKenzie might be a great DFS play. We'll talk about him a little later. Uh, but he, he might be a good, a good shot at getting a touchdown too. Uh, I think he's going to step up because Cole Beasley is Cole Beasley going to play. They said he's going to top it out. Yeah, so, I mean, we're going to see what happens there. Gabriel Davis obviously will come up, and then, you know, John Brown. So, minus Cole Beasley and, and Diggs dealing with an oblique injury, which seems to be he's okay with that, 
Um, I think they're going to have a lot of firepower. And, uh, you know, Vegas seems to think the same way. Six and a half spread touchdown. It's a pretty big favorite uh, yeah. for the Bills at home. See, I think it's – I think the, the way the Colts are going to try to win this game is control control the game speed on both offense and defense. I think they're they're going to have one defensive lineman and everyone else is going to be a defensive back to tr- try to stop Josh Allen in that power, high-powered offense. Um, so – I think it's going to take, you know, kind of like last week, took took about a quarter for that offense to start rolling. And when it did, it was hard to stop. So um, I think it'll take – I think might take a drive or two, but I think the, the Bills went by two scores. Been saying that for three weeks now that no matter who they play, they're, beaten, they're beating in the first week of the playoffs. Yeah, and that's uh, I agree with you. I think it, I think it's going to be a handled uh, handled pretty well game by the Bills. Um, I don't think Jonathan Taylor is going to be able to do really well. Like I said, I think they're going to focus heavily on him. Yeah. Uh, but I think uh, that'll cut that. So let's move over to the Rams and Seahawks. Uh, that's going to be a really close game. Uh, Vegas currently has Seattle the three point uh, three point favorite. So that's going to be interesting with the Rams having the great defense that they're bringing in as they've been playing lately, because Seattle, as we know, has also been playing defense uh, as of very well, as of late, haven't allowed, I think they've only allowed two passing touchdowns in the last like eight games. So uh, that's going to be a really interesting game. What do you think is going to happen? Keenan uh, with the Rams and Seahawks, do you think this is a game that obviously Walford's playing, not golf? So is that official? I mean, I'm insinuating, but, if Goff's playing, he's playing. With, he did just have surgery, obviously on his on his thumb. Not obviously, sorry, but he did just have thir- surgery on his thumb. He's hoping to play, but what do you I mean? Is he going to be able to? Like, come on. Well, m- well, they run a lot of their plays with the quarterback under under center, so that's that's the big issue there. So, um, I if, 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 if McVeigh wants to do that, I it it sounded to me that McVeigh kind of had like a connection with Wolford, or is that how you pronounce his name, Wolford? Yeah, well, yeah, it sounded like he had a connection. He liked the way he played. Um, after I think he struggled the first couple drives, but after that, they got a little bit of momentum going. Oh, yeah, picking uh, his first pass, it was great. Yeah, well, yeah, but, uh, but I mean, it was a must win last week and he pulled it out somehow. But you can't, you can't count out Russell Wilson in that offense. Um, I know they definitely have struggled. Um, but I'll take the Seahawks. You take the Seahawks. I, I can't blame you for that one. The Seahawks. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a really good game. I don't know how close per se it's going to be, be because if it is wind up, you know, being Walford, it's 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 going to be really interesting to see how they can do. But uh, we'll, we got a what, report. We got a Jared Goff report. Breaking news right now. Literally, was, Jared Goff who is recovering from surgery to a repaired broken thumb on his throwing hand has thrown a ball well during practice this week and is pushing to start this week. There you go. So breaking right. news, the mafia. But, but that's there you go, breaking news. But that's a perfect 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 I guess to lead right now. So so they're gonna have to run a lot of the shotgun, right? A lot of quick passes, a lot of quick slants, a lot of Cooper Cup uh coming in. I don't know, maybe they'll try to run Bob Bob Woods some sweeps, some bubble screens. Like I don't know if you're gonna see a lot of deep deep passing. So that's gonna hurt, don't you think? Don't give golf. Don't give golf more pills on the sideline. Did you see that video oh, yeah. of them yeah. giving? They give him like six painkillers. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy what they got to do, man. It's crazy what they got to do. Um, but what about Cam Akers? Like, is he gonna be able to get it together? Uh, they're definitely showing belief in him. They're definitely showing that. So I'm hoping to see in the playoffs that they're gonna be able to do the same thing. He's in my DFS lineup, so I'm hoping. <laughs> You yeah, dog. I think we are gonna. I think, I think they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to rely on if I mean, if with golf, you know, a little bit banged up here, obviously, and they're gonna have to rely on their run game and and they got to get Cam Makers going. What about so? What about Chris Carson? Who do you think is uh, who do you think is gonna have a better day, Chris Carson or Cam Makers? Do you think they're gonna rely on him at all? Cam Makers. Yeah. You saying are they Seahawks are gonna rely on? And and Carson, like do you think they'll rely on Carson at all? Because you know, you know Well, Rams I guess Rams, if, they, if they get up early, maybe, but I mean the Rams have a good defense, which could keep this a close game. And I don't know, I, th- I think it could be finally a, a DK week, and I have him in my 
in my DK lineup. <laughs> um, so, so what are you taking them? What you taking them minus three, or are you taking the Rams? Plus Seattle, taking Seattle. Keenan, I'm sticking with Seattle. I'll All say right. Seattle by a touchdown. Seattle by touchdown. Well, if, you, if anybody didn't just see that, uh, Jared Goff sounds like he's going to be playing. He's throwing the ball really well. Um, like I said, it's, you know they're going to have to throw the, the ball really quick. He's going to he's got he has a quick release time already, so he's going to get the ball out of the hands real quick for him. So Cup's a good play. Woods is probably a good play. Um, hopefully, uh, maybe they'll get Reynolds involved in some screen action too. Um, Robert Woods could have a rushing touchdown, so I think they're going to have to work that offense all around in order to be able to beat Seattle. So let's move on to the third game. It's going to be Washington and Tampa Bay. I don't understand why everybody is throwing Tampa Bay out. Like I, I am, I am. I know. I know. I got Washington winning this game. I think I called it. I think I said it on Monday. Yeah, you, you made me. Yeah, you made me angry when you said it. I I didn't understand. Like, come on, everybody <laughs> is just like writing Tom Brady like he's not Tom Brady off. I right. understand Washington has a great defense. I understand Tom Brady doesn't throw the ball well under pressure. But like, what the hell? This it's Washington, Tom Brady this, Washington this Washington team is the Giants from a few years ago. Like, thank God. I think, it's respected. I, think, I think people just love the Alex Smith comeback story and love that you know. Washington made the playoffs and they just want to see Tom Brady lose. So I, yeah, I think it's just a mixture of everything. If, and what was it? My, the, uh, it was six and a half, right? Minus eight. Eight? So, like I said, Vegas respects Tom Brady. That's why I don't understand. That's why it's, that's why Washington is popular though, because people think they're going to beat them. And then on top of it, you're getting eight points. And on top of that, look at what it is straight up, you know, uh, money line. Like, so I, I understand. I understand why people want to lay the bet. I get it. But again, it's Tom Brady against a six and 10 team. And people are talking about that being the best upset out of six games. Like, come on people. I, so, I definitely think Tampa Bay wins, but I think it, it could be closer. I think it could be a close game. So you think it's going to be close. So Alex Smith's probably going to play. We're hoping he's going to play. So what do you think about Antonio Gibson and Terry McLaurin? What, what do you think they're going to be able to do? You know, Tampa Bay's going actually, to I was looking up. I was looking up, uh, a little bit on, on Gibson earlier. Um, and I, I was going to bring it up, but they need to get him going in the four. He, they give, they have given him 16 or more touches in four games this year. And they won every single one of those games. And he's averaging around a hundred yards and over a touchdown per game in those four games. They need to get him going. They need to get McLaurin going. Those are their stars on their offense. They they won't win unless they do, and I think, and I think you know, looking at that and at those stats, I think you know, Gibson's future is very bright there. Yeah, he he is somebody. Uh, we were talking earlier about uh, latest ADP uh, that had come out from from DLF, and he was as I'm you know stalling so I could pull that back up because it. When it went away for me, unfortunately. Uh, but sorry, here was he was 24th, 12th in the second round. So I actually thought he was going to pop a little bit higher. He's behind CEH, still behind Josh Jacobs. I kind of thought he might have went ahead of them. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'd I'd still take both both of them over him. Definitely, I'd take CEH over him, and yeah, I'd take Jacobs too. Oh man, but like, what if they if they start feeding him though? He he's going to be top five next yeah. year. If they feed him. I was I was definitely wrong about him so far. And I'm going to say so far because we're obviously one season in. We got to see some more. Well, I've seen a lot on him himself just to, just to see what I uh, what he's done, the way he moves, how elusive he is, uh, the way he can catch the ball. Uh, McKissick won't be there next season. Hopefully, you know, if Alex Smith is, hopefully they are able to at least get some kind of improvement. Um, but anyways, I today I, I, they're not they're not going to win. I just I, I don't see that they're going to win. Um, I actually don't even think they're going to be able to cover that eight. Um, I actually bet – I think I upped Tampa. No, I, I did one with Tampa at six and a half, and I did one with, I think, ten. So I like that. Uh, all right. So that covers our Saturday games. Let's move over to our Sunday games. Ravens and Titans. Ravens and Titans. So last season they have met in the playoffs, right? And as Keenan has famously kept saying, they figured Lamar out. 
They got they the blueprint, blueprint on Lamar. They, so they, they, last year's Tennessee Titans figured them out. This year's Tennessee Titans defense is not as good as last year's defense. Let, let, let me let me uh correct you there. But you can correct me all you want, but, but they did the play Tennessee the Ravens Titans. earlier this year, and they did beat the Ravens the, earlier this the year. Tennessee, if you let me finish, <laughs> the Titans are going to Kansas City next week because they're gonna beat um this team. Who are they playing again? They're gonna beat Baltimore. <laughs> I think about Lamar Jackson. I'm like, because I'm so obsessed with this guy not being a good quarterback and everyone loving him, and me telling you that he's not a good quarterback for last year and him struggling this year. And Josh Allen is better than him. Everyone needs to get through that. They're gonna beat him. Man, even your internet doesn't want you to talk bad about Lamar. F my internet. Uh, <laughs> but. I the Titans, the Titans are going to win. I think. Um, so, so Baltimore's a three-point favorite. So you like Tennessee to have points, obviously. How are they? How are they a three-point favorite if they're on the road, which is really good? Who's the favorite? The Ravens are, and they're on the road. Yeah. But I like the Titans. I, I think. I think Ryan Tannehill is very underrated. Um, he's, yeah. It should say Lamar socks, but we'll, we'll correct that one day. Um, but <laughs> I think I think Tannehill is very under underrated. Um, he's had I think I forgot I had I had you know his stats pulled up for the last like twenty some games, and he's he, it's he's been really good. Um, which I want to talk about Tannehill and and what he did in Miami and what he's doing now later on. But um, yeah, so I think I think the Titans end up winning that game and. If I'm t- if I'm looking at it's a four point five it's four point five spread right for the Ravens you said three four, four and a half three three and a half three three just, just three eight. just three <laughs> I'll take I'll take the points on with the Ravens but I think the Tennessee Titans win no you won't because if you take the points with the Ravens you think the Ravens are winning yeah you're right no I'll take the Titans <laughs> and and the points my bad. So, so do you think Tannehill is going to be the reason to win, or Derrick Henry, or mixture of both? Mixture of both. Yeah. Not, I think. I think if if Tennessee wins, which I don't think they will, I think it's going to have to be because it's Tannehill. Six I pack. Think, uh, six pack. Six pack it up, baby. I'm. It's not a. I'm asking you. Oh, I, I think the, I'm going to take the Ravens in this one. I, 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 going, they got their run game going stronger oh, than ever. Especially with J.K. Dobbins' performance last week, um, yeah, I, I think Ravens are gonna gonna take us. Like, like you said, Titans' defense is not not what yeah, it's not as good. They're probably gonna win. I just my hatred for Lamar. Yeah, I don't even hate Lamar. I just I hate Lamar Jackson's fans. Pretty much what it comes down to. But That's fine. <laughs> careful, Keenan. Whatever. Yeah, don't be throwing hate at times like this, please. <laughs> So, six pack over under hundred yards. You want to go for that? For who? Henry. He's gonna go over. Yeah, I'm thinking he's gonna go under. Another six pack? What? No. What was the first one? I thought I, it was on the on the game. That was the game. I had I had to tell you. Oh, all right, that works. That works. That works. We'll do that. What all are right, you talking fine. about? We were talking about Derek Henry. I thought you were betting me a six pack that he wouldn't do yeah. well. You got me all heated now. <laughs> all right, all right. So that game's over with. I got the Ravens. Oh wait, no, it's not over with. Marquise Brown and J.K. Dobbins. Um, do you think they're gonna? What do you think Dobbins is gonna be able to do? Do you think that it's gonna be Lamar running the ball almost ten times a game again, trying to run it, win it for himself? Do you think Dobbins is gonna get his 15, 18 touches? How about you, Eric? Sorry, what was that? Dobbins. How do you think he's gonna do? Oh, I think he's gonna be the finally. You know. He he's finally took over that backfield and showed it last week and even the past couple of weeks he's you know he's he's been doing good, um, but yeah I think he's going to be the primary primary ball carrier in this one and and they're going to lean on him like I said I think they're going to win so I think they're going to be up for most of the game and you know they're they're obviously going to run the ball down their throat so uh, so yeah I think he's going to have a good game. For the love of God, What's Tennessee better time? win. Tennessee better <laughs> win. For the love of God. Oh man, let's uh, all right. Let's shift ourselves uh over to the New Orleans Saints Chicago Bears matchup. 
Do we have to? We know who's going to win. We, we won't talk too much about it, but Vegas has him as a 10-point dog right now. 10 points. That's, That's heavy. That's heavy. So, oh, like, I mean, you're teasing him getting plus six at 16 points. That's a so lot. That's tough to pass up. Um, but at the same point, at the same point, I can see it. That's the problem. Like, I know the Bears' defense is really good. I understand they've been playing well. I understand Trubisky's been showing up. But even when Taysom Hill was in, that's when New Orleans' defense stepped up. That's when they were winning games, holding people under 20 points. doesn't matter who they were, even though the New Orleans wasn't doing crazy on offense. I think Breeze is coming back. Michael Thomas hopefully is going to be healthy. Kamara is going to run off a hot game. Uh, I think they're going to be able to win by double-digit touchdowns. So I, I do think Vegas is – I mean, I'm not saying Vegas is right. I'm, I'm not. I'm nobody, but I'm just saying I like. I, I kind of like this call from Vegas. I'm just surprised they went as high as they did with double digits. Or at least it's moved there. I'm sorry. I think it opened at eight. New Orleans is on a five-game winning streak against the Bears. However, they met this past year. And uh, New Orleans won in overtime, twenty six, twenty three, and that was with Breeze. Yeah. Yep. yep. I'll take so, the points. I'll take the points with the Bears. Um, yeah, oh, all right. So Trubisky, you think he'll be able to Trubisk himself? You think he'll get it together? I think he'll do what he's done all season. You know, it's crazy how they went that they made the playoffs after they won on a six game losing streak. The Bears. Yeah, they did. Nagy is a great coach, man. He's very underrated. He just needs a quarterback. <laughs> There's rumors that Deshaun Watson's going going to get traded there. So, oh, man, I we we will definitely talk about that another day. But that's that could be some news. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I think Saints will get it together. I think Breeze will come out. Uh, he's planning on retiring, so I think he's going to want to come out strong. So, um, is I that official? Is that? Did he it's say it? Or not a fish. It's been hinted again, even more so that you know he's still going to be retiring. Well, we'll hope see he... what happens. We'll see what happens. Hope he meets the Bills in the Super Bowl then. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Last one: Pittsburgh Steelers, Cleveland Browns. Uh, Pittsburgh six-point favorite. The Steelers just barely lost uh, to the Browns last week, which was kind of alarming because you know their starters didn't really play. But uh, they did lose twenty four to twenty two. So, what do you think uh, is going to happen this week? Are the Browns taking that as a high? I mean, they're one on one. They split uh, in their games earlier this season. Steelers rocked them thirty eight to seven, and then they Browns, like I just said, one by two, but without their starters. The Steelers going to win, and they're going to cover. What was the spread for this one? Six. Six. Yeah, I, I, th- I think it's going to be another close game like like it was last week. And I don't know. I mean, I, Big Ben, two weeks ago before this at him, you know, he had that great game. But before that, he was struggling. And, you know, the whole offense was struggling. So if they can get that run game going and get it back on track and, and you know, get James Conner going, maybe Benny Snell, they want to, you know, throw him in there. He only got a couple carries last week. But then, yeah, yeah but – I think the Browns have a chance. I think it could be a three-point game. So I think without their head coach, though, the fancy's got COVID. He's not going to be there. Is he the only happen. one? Don't they have a couple? There's a couple coaches and then uh, a few other players, but I don't think anything anybody notable. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that is true. So I don't know. It's just tough for me to see them going I there. I'll go, I'll go Steelers because it's playoffs, and you know, Big Ben's another one that's towards the end of his career, and he's going to give it all he's got. So. Yeah, they don't, go Steelers. they don't need a run game to beat the Browns, but they're going to need a run game to win the Super Bowl, and they're not showing that. Uh, you know, Maybe they're going to try to find it against the Browns, but the Browns' run defense has been good lately. So They, they need to they, they need to get it going if they want to go any deeper in, yeah. in, the, in the playoffs. Because so. you know that's what they're going to do. The Browns are going to they're going to try to run all over the Steelers, uh, who's yeah. been susceptible lately. And, you know, fun fact, thanks to Keenan, did you know that you know Kareem Hunt finished – Higher than Nick Chubb on a per game basis this season. Yes, I did not. That's not what it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it was uh, yeah, it was. No, Nick Chubb oh, no, finished like total, and then Chubb went on a per game. You're right. See, that's why I don't. That's why I don't say things. I don't know. Um, yeah, so I think we all agree. Uh, no, we don't all agree. Eric thinks the Browns are gonna get. So you take the Browns no. plus six? No, I I took Steelers. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, you know, I found myself going. Heavy on the 
favorites. I didn't like. I didn't like any underdog. I don't know why. As you should. I don't know. I know I'm going to be wrong. Obviously, you know, not all six are going to win, but uh, it's going to be interesting. But with that being said, let's shift ourselves over to daily fantasy through DraftKings. Let's talk about our uh, our daily Fridays. Let's list our lineups for uh, for some folks, huh? What do you think? I like How that idea. How was it this week? It was tough for me because you know, with just having six games, obviously better players. You were very much torn between. Oh my gosh, he could have the best. He could be number one. He could be number one. That person could be number one. Like, I don't know. I, I know you have that argument. We could have that fight every single week with when there's 16 games, but like when it's down to six, I don't know. It was just tougher for me. Am I wrong? Was it just me? Yeah, I think it was it's definitely tougher. I mean, I mean, it's easier and tougher because I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like some of these players are a little bit cheaper this week than they normally would be, probably. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I guess, I guess I can see your point though. Yeah, why don't you start us off? All right, yeah. Um, I'm going with our hometown hero, Josh Allen, at quarterback at 7,500. Our savior. Yeah. I have my two running backs. I got Cam Akers at 5,100. Antonio Gibson at 5,700. Like I said, they got to get Gibson going if they if they want to win this game. So. And he's 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 been back for two games now. He's getting he got more work last uh, last week, so he should be back to full health. Um, and then my uh, wide receivers, I got Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin at seven thousand, and DK Metcalf at sixty seven. Like I said, I think it's going to be a DK week. They you know they need to get this passing game going if they want to get it to get to the Super Bowl or at least have a chance. So. Um, they need to get that going. And then at tight end, I got Mark Andrews. He was pretty cheap and clearly the best option. Uh, so so I'm smashing that all day. Uh, and then my flex, which is my flyer here, is Isaiah McKenzie with, with uh, Beasley banged up there. Um, you know, I think they're going to be creative and, and potentially get uh, McKenzie in the end zone again for two weeks straight. And then at defense, I'm going Seattle. Oh, McKenzie was uh, – Mark Andrews was 5,200. McKenzie was 3,300. And Seattle is 2,700. And I'm going with them. Clearly, you know, the Rams might be with a backup or a banged-up Jared Goff. I like that. Right. Yeah, I do like that. Um, not, not as good as mine, but uh, <laughs> I do have some bills in there just like you do. Um, I got Josh Allen. Uh, I just – I think he's – the ceiling is – obviously up there with Mahomes, So I, I don't think anybody is there right now that can do that. Uh, so I think Josh Allen is, is the best value and he wasn't even the top quarterback. So uh, that was good. And then Dobbins and acres. I, I stacked the rookies uh, similar to what Eric said with Dobbins. I think they're going to give him the ball a bit acres. Same thing. I think they're going to lean on him, uh, especially with golf. Uh, if he's playing, he's got an injured thumb. If he's not playing, they're playing Wofford. I mean, uh, hopefully they're going to get him in, involved in the game. I mean, he was really cheap. Uh, and then I went with Stefan Diggs, stacked him with, with uh, uh, McKenzie. Or no, I didn't stack him with McKenzie. I'm sorry. I stacked Diggs with Josh Allen. Um, I think that Allen's going to tear up the Colts. I think he's in game for – I think they're really going to try to go crazy, and he's going to have like 150-yard game. Uh, Chase, Cap- Chase Claypool, cheapest of the three Pittsburgh Steeler receivers, and had 100 yards and a touchdown last week against them. So good chance he comes back and gets another touchdown. Big Ben loves him. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, same game. Uh, he's uh, down at 3,200. So, I mean, I kind of just filled him near my last spot, but uh, I think he has a good shot to get a touchdown um, if Baker is to go off and have to keep chasing and maybe get two or three touchdowns. Uh, Trey Burton's my tight end. Buffalo's been susceptible a little bit to the tight end position this year. Uh, we know uh, Philip Rivers loves a tight end, and if he's chasing all game, maybe he'll catch that end zone uh, grab. Then I got Derrick Henry in my flex. Enough said with Derrick Henry. He's just great. And then the Seahawks are my defense. Sounds like a second and third place lineup there, boys. So I'll give the million-dollar lineup here. Um, so, <clears throat> like you guys, um, at quarterback, uh, my man, Ash Allen. Um, running backs, I got Carson and Akers, I think. I, I think that's going to be, you know, a shootout kind of game where – you know, they're going to be catching the ball out of the backfield for both those running backs. Um, Cooper Cup and Stefan Diggs at wide receiver. And my other wide receiver is Michael Pittman Jr. 
Um, I think the Bills are going to focus on JT and um, Tremadius White, excuse me, is going to shut down. Um, Tremadius, what? Yeah. It's going to shut down uh, T.Y. T.Y. there. That's what I'm thinking of. And uh, at tight end, I got Mark Andrews. I'm surprised how cheap he was, like Eric said. Um, At flex, I got Tyler Lockett. I think it's going to be a Lockett week, not a DK week. So we'll see who's right on there. And I got the Tennessee Titans shutting down Lamar Jackson at defense, guys. Hmm. All right. Hmm. All right. Well, that's the uh, that's the three lineups. Hopefully, you love them. Good luck to you. And that actually will wrap up the show. So we don't have any lineups except for fantasy this week. So uh, DFS is the best way to do it. Uh, don't forget your fantasy playoff challenge. Ours we're doing us through NFL.com or through the Book of Keenan, whatever Hi. works. <laughs> but uh, no, that's a lot of fun. Where you you know you can set a lineup with. Uh, just go check that out. NFL playoff challenge. Uh, just keeps the fantasy going. I mean, I don't know. I'm a degenerate. I, I always need it in my life. It's why I'm in a lot of dynasty leagues. So really excited for the non-point scoring season to keep diving into it. I'm glad we could talk ADP. Glad we could talk about the playoffs. Excited to talk about uh, division next week. So anything else you guys have to wrap it up? Go Bills. Go Bills. Go, go Steelers. Bills. Go Steelers and go uh, Titans. Yeah. Don't care about the NFC, really. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, don't, forget to, uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at DynastyMafia underscore FF. Don't forget to follow myself at Antonio Denisi underscore FF. Or no, I don't have an underscore FF. Man. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, Rough day. You can see me right here at least. And then Keenan at Keenan underscore 716. Eric at Eric D underscore FF. Uh man. Don't forget to check out the website, Dynasty Mafia Podcast dot network. That's all I got for you. Good luck this weekend if you're playing DFS. Good luck in the playoff challenge. Good luck in any of your squares. And uh thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Mafia out. <laughs>